0: accelerating Accelerating
1: your fandom this is flash tv talk welcome to flash tv talk the fan podcast dedicated to news reviews and more for the hit
0: cw show the flash i'm beau and i'm bell bell man how you doing this afternoon I am struggling to get all these cobwebs off. It's been way too long since we've done this, my friend.
1: It has, man. In fact, you know, longtime listeners of Flash TV Talk are aware that typically going into a new season, we generally do a preseason live call-in show. I uh, saw a lot of tweets and requests of that that were going on, but unfortunately, this last past week, Bell, you were not at your home. You were actually over uh, overseas. You were actually in
0: Munich celebrating a little uh, Oktoberfest. So, guten tag, Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guten Abend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. I uh, out uh, went out of the country, spent a little time in Germany uh, and uh, Austria, and drank a lot of beer, ate a lot of delicious food. Unfortunately, yeah, was unable to do a call in show. So, my apologies. Hopefully, folks were still able to get a little bit of Flash hype. I did a live uh, Facebook Live a video
1: kind of going into this season, kind of throwing out a last minute speculation and just getting hyped with whoever was able to join. And that's really kind of something new that we're going to do this this season. We're going to be doing a little bit more on the Facebook Live side of things. So, uh, for those of y'all who have not checked us out at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk, uh, that is going to be the place to tune in for all the live episodes of Flash TV Talk. This year, or at least this season. So, uh, by all means, check us out over there. But you know what? Enough about us, man. I feel like we could go, could go on forever. You know how, how was your how was your summer? And oh, you did this, and you did that. I went to Greece, by the way. We'll talk all about that. You know what? We'll, we'll save that for the end of the show for people that really care. Because at the end of the day, hmm. you tune into this podcast because you're wanting to talk some flash TV. So, Bell, let's get into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. <laughs> Episode one of season five, Nora, directed by David McWinner and story by
0: Todd Helbing and Sam Chelson. Oh, they brought it for this one. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, Team Flash meets Nora, Barry and Iris' daughter from the future. While Iris seems happy to see her, Barry is concerned that Nora could alter history by interacting with her parents' younger selves. The team encounter a new metahuman named Gridlock, who has the ability to harness kinetic energy. During the encounter, Barry suits up in a variety of his previous costumes. When Barry tries to send Nora home, Wally reveals to them that Nora's blood is saturated with negative tachyons, which react with the Speed Force, preventing her from time traveling. Barry asks Nora what happens to him in the future, with Nora revealing that he never returned after the crisis and she has lived her entire life with her mom. Gridlock causes the plane he is on to fall out of the sky, so Barry, Nora, Wally, and Sisko go to stop it. Before they leave, Nora gives Barry his signature ring that contains a brand new suit. They phase the plane through the buildings, allowing it to land safely in the river. Meanwhile, Gridlock is being transported to a prison. His transport is attacked by a masked individual who enters the truck, telling Gridlock that he plans to wipe out all metahumans before approaching him with a blade shaped like the Flash's insignia.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Bell, all right. This has got to be, and I think this is fair, this has got to be one of the smartest written episodes that we have had in a very long time. Possibly possibly ever but an episode honestly that i have been waiting for for at least a season if not longer dude this one was so good
0: it was it was i enjoyed it i i i agree with you for the most part on the smartness of the episode it was
1: Uh, bell don't you dare even question this at all
0: just just one that the one problem that i have with it was the way that uh you know time travel has been uh, a, a a thing that we sh- you know we should not mess with we we cannot break the timeline uh you know any sort of impact or significance you know, or it could, could cause uh something of, of significance to happen in the future calls often timelines all that kind of stuff and barry's uh willingness <laughs> just to be like uh, maybe it's just one of those small things like wally and you know talks about with the legends how it's not concrete uh-huh. it's not a you know
1: Hey, playing, and I, I, playing yeah. fast and loose with the timeline is very textbook Barry Allen, but I tell you what, Bell, hold that thought because we're going to get into that a little bit later this episode. Obviously, we try to keep the time travel talk to a little bit later on in our discussion, but but what I'm talking about here, man, is they they went out of their way and utilized Ralph, a character that I typically hate, in a very smart way of addressing a lot of kind of these continuity, um, uh, I don't want to say errors per se, but just addressing things like, yeah, you know, um, uh, you know Eddie really should have gotten a vasectomy. He didn't have to kill himself like yes yes thank you ralph
0: i can't believe we've been saying that for five seasons (laughs)
1: exactly exactly and then also the the comment that he made about you know there, there could be a timeline where i was killed in the particle accelerator acknowledging the fact that obviously in the original or at least uh season one timeline he was killed in the particle accelerator and his his name was listed as somebody who was killed then so it was a great way to kind of clean up and at least address some of these uh little you know little little things that have been uh, kind of almost nagging at many of us fans for several years. And so, I honestly, I, I don't know if it was Todd, I don't know if it was Sam, I don't know if it was a combination of the two, or just in general a good uh, vibe inside the writer's room to kind of address this stuff, but well done. My hat's off to you, and this is the exact kind of stuff I'm hoping to see from this season as we go in with a lot of uh, cool and creative concepts, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I can guarantee you the writer's room, you know, they're, they're all sitting there together. It's like, all right, here's a list of all the things that we need to fix. And like they just <laughs> used Ralph this episode and just started checking stuff off. And it was great. And I really appreciated that. And, and you're right. I, I hope we see more of that this season, more of those kind of, you know, loopholes closed and uh you know more I- intelligent writing because that's all that always just makes it fun right what, you know, what, a,
1: what a great way to troll some fans uh such as myself who maybe did not like ralph all that much yeah we're going to use ralph as the mouthpiece to address all these
0: issues that have existed in the continuity <laughs> right. of the show well done well, like I said, new season, new Ralph. So you know, give him a chance. Let's let's give him a shot. All right. Look, here's who
1: I'm really excited to give a shot to, and that is Nora. You know, Nora was, and actually, Bell. I was actually talking to somebody a couple weeks ago. They were asking about the Flash. They said they had dropped off, and they were, you know, they they didn't watch any of last season, and so they were kind of a little apprehensive about going into this next season. And what I told them then, and this is not necessarily a slight, but was basically that they didn't have to watch season four. That essentially season four was a season long build up to what the season is, Um, especially with the way that Nora Allen was teased from the very get go. And now we finally get a chance to see her in full on speedster glory, man. Uh, Great, great nod with her actually doing the voiceover and kind of bringing in. I would not be opposed, by the way, if they wanted to actually give Nora the first couple of episodes, if not the first half of the season, uh, having the intro be kind of from her perspective and and that sort of thing. But one way or the other, a really great use of the uh, the intro to kind of reintroduce us so to speak to to nora
0: yeah i thought that was really neat too i i appreciated the uh the difference there and i i I agree i think it'd be neat just to heck i'd say go the whole season or or as long as her storyline you know in this season uh exists just have her kind of uh you know front that and from her perspective sort of uh give us our our uh, lead-ins and whatnot but yeah i i i'm i'm 100% 100% Nora.
1: Okay. So I was very much, and I know that we've kind of uh, picked up um, some of this in, in in her earlier appearances, but I'm definitely getting a Bart Allen vibe from
0: her. Yes. Yes. Uh, shway was one of those. All
1: right. Now, hang on. Uh, so we need to address this though, because I think there's been a little bit of, of confusion around the Shway uh shui for for it, it's a deep it, it, I guess at this point it's a deep cut uh, you know a lot of folks kind of saw that and they thought oh this is kind of like how Bart Allen in young Justice said crash like that was something that he said and bringing that lingo in from the future and while yes I, I think there is kind of a a nod to the way that she was presenting that I would actually argue that her characterization as a whole is more of a nod to Bart Allen and 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 specifically that interpretation in young justice uh, the Shui is actually goes into a deeper animated universe man that goes back to the days of batman beyond which was the the um uh man the 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 future iteration of the bruce tim batman universe uh, for those of us who grew up in in the 90s you know the the batman the animated series was the gold standard I mean, arguably still is in terms of what an animated uh superhero show should be and they actually made a sequel show to that called Batman Beyond, exploring the life of Terry McGinnis, who was this protege of of a very elderly Bruce Wayne. And something that they added into the world of that future beyond in DC was this lingo of Shway. And so I love the fact that they actually went with, instead of doing something like Crash, which would have been a nod to Bart Allen, they actually go with Shway, which is much more in line with where theoretically the dc tv or at least the dc uh future timeline would be right like she would be the age of terry mcginnis in, in that future if the timelines run parallel does
0: that make sense yes and you know with uh batgirl coming over uh uh or uh in, in the crossover uh you know kate uh maybe it was more of a nod you know because you know we got batman beyond and we got the, the crossover thing there so i don't know maybe it was a nod of that too <laughs> i don't uh, think so i i could be wrong but I, I don't think so i
1: think it's really more the fact that they're dealing with the you know a, a a character from that future or at least from that era or that that time period in the future not necessarily the Batman Beyond universe but a great nod to that Um, and also I I will mention too if if you've ever gotten a chance or if you've never gotten a chance to check out the Static Shock crossover with Batman Beyond uh, Static actually goes to the future I think it's called Shock to the Future if I'm not mistaken uh, to essentially rescue his future self but he teams up with Terry and he hears him say Shway and so like Static is trying to get like the street lingo of the future and he's like oh I get it Shway and like it's it's anyway I'm like
0: no (laughs) <laughs> it, it, he fails kind of like Iris fails to sort of, you know, do this whole shway thing. No,
1: he gets it. Although I love the fact that Iris was trying to pick up on it. It's that whole
0: like mom trying to get the lingo of the kid deal. Yes. Yes. Now, okay. Okay. So maybe this was just me, but I don't know. But like that entire episode, looking at Barry and looking at Iris and then looking at Nora, like I, they they didn't look older, but they looked like parents versus last season. They they just didn't. They didn't give off a parent vibe, but yeah, like Iris and Barry. Yeah, Iris and Barry just just gave me this like huge parent vibe, looking at them this episode. It was so weird.
1: Well, you know, I love that they kind of did some, uh, you know, I- introspective or, or, or kind of a chance to kind of think about how they were feeling about this notion of oh, we have a, a kid in the future and, and she's here, uh, and kind of the way they were processing that emotion. You know, I, I you know, Bell, I, I would wager that if a future child if a, if a if a you know 20 30 uh something year, year old woman showed up at your door and and said hey i'm your daughter from the future uh and and you know you believed her and this was a world where that was possible mm-hmm. i have a feeling bell that all of a sudden you would feel very parental like all of a sudden you would recognize the fact like oh man what i got a kid you know like it it, it almost awoken something in barry and iris and you could kind of see that i mean you're right they seemed Almost a little bit more mature. Is that is that the right phraseology there?
0: Maybe, especially Iris. Like when she was trying, to, you know, get hit with the lingo and stuff, and uh, <laughs> you know, like I, it was just this huge mom vibe, and uh, very same kind of way. He just you know felt more adult. And I loved it when she was like, you know, just just don't say you're disappointed. <laughs> it's even worse. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, look, they, the she was she was geeking out. She was fanning out on on Barry. Um, you know, she's bringing in spoilers again. Uh, a great nod to kind of the characterization of Bart Allen and Young Justice. Um, you know, the we <laughs> we get the I guess the confirmation. I'm going to go ahead and call it confirmation that yes, in fact, we are getting that Grodd and uh, King Shark fight.
0: Which is amazing, by the way. That's that's happening.
1: That is absolutely happening. It's locked in. Uh, we also get the fact that you know she is. I mean, she's a Flash fan girl. I mean, she she goes to the Flash Museum, of which we have a reference of. Uh, she she's learned all of these different things. She's picked up some trinkets along the way. She's uh, rocking, uh, you know, some some uh, uh, some gear that uh, she inherited from from her mom specifically. But you know, it's it's interesting to me though that you know she. While she is geeking out on Barry, she is a little standoffish towards Iris. Uh, any any speculation there, Bell, as to why you think that might be?
0: Well, I think we talked about this uh, at the end of last season, and I unfortunately don't remember exactly what I what I said. But I, I feel like it's kind of you know one of those things where she never knew her dad, mm. uh, and so you know it's one of those things where she has this idyllic kind of. View of him because she never knew him and all she ever learned about him was through the Flash Museum and, you know, through whatever Iris told her, which I'm sure was through, you know, a a lens of goodness and whatnot. And so she gets to see all of her mom faults and uh, uh good things Ooh. but she only ever heard about the greatness of her dad like right idolized so idolized version of exactly yeah. so she she has this this idolized kind of like you know mentality about it whereas her, her mom's her mom whatever yeah I, I know iris you know she's the one who yells at me when i when i stay out too late and all this kind of stuff whereas she never had that from barry so uh for her barry is this you know this just mythical kind of figure and so it's like you know literally meeting your heroes uh kind of situation so yeah, that, that's that's definitely, I think, where she's coming from on that.
1: Interesting. You know, they, they could have easily gone in the other direction, right? Like, you know, the fact that her father died while she was so young and that she only hurt, like like that she was kind of being brought up and he was like this hero. And there's literally a museum with literally a golden statue out in front of it of her father. You know what I mean? Like you can almost see her going in that wanting to get out of that shadow and not wanting to be part of that legacy. But I actually really love that they went this route with it, where she is such a fangirl of Barry and that she does have this desire to get to know her father so much. And how they played into the way that Barry was processing this. You know, the the notion that, you know, I was really looking forward to when we had a family to kind of slow things down, so to speak. And the notion that, oh, you know what? In the future, I'm actually not going to be in the picture does make him maybe compromise some of his more... Standard practices, or at least what you know the 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 do as I say, not as I do type of mindset that he's had in terms of dealing with the timeline. But like I said, we'll get back to that later. Bell. Not only do we get uh, some great moments between uh, Nora and Iris, Nora and Barry, we actually see Barry return back to the lab. Uh, you know, we get a, a great little moment with Captain Singh, who mentions the fact that he's got a lot of backup work. Uh, you know, like fear the beard, <laughs> the beard. Uh, man, we we know that he's got boxes and boxes of work because I don't think we've seen the inside of that lab in like a season and a half
0: yeah yeah and it's kind of funny they didn't backfill that position so i guess they're like ah screw these cases who cares they'll never get solved <laughs> <laughs> he's been working from home and prison at, at points
1: in time but uh um, yeah but yeah no he's back in the lab so hopefully we'll get a chance to see more of that although i will say i did like the way that they kind of almost Uh, Split responsibilities So that we saw Ralph actually doing Some of the detective work And and seeing him on On the scene uh, And Barry being able To be more in the the Costumed uh, superhero role Now let's talk about That costume real quick So Nora brings A couple of things From the future One of which is The flash ring The ring that we've been Looking forward to Since the beginning Of the series, Belle Uh, The ring that has been Only exclusive To Eobard Thawne Is now finally In the hands of Barry Allen are you pumped? Were you excited? Did you find it was a letdown? What were your thoughts on the the ring and the new costume?
0: I, I think it's neat. It, it was I was kind of sad that it wasn't uh, a, a Cisco invention because I just mm. I, I assumed it would be a Cisco thing and it was not a Cisco thing. I, I like the new suit. I think it looks cool. Uh, some people were complaining about the lack of chin strap but you know that there there's you know comic nods to the no chin strap and with the chin strap and so i'm a fan of the new suit it was great to see it in action you know it's one thing to see it in stills on the internet and bad resolution it's another thing to see it uh in live action on uh on, yeah. on, on the tv and and so i yeah i i think it looks good and you know the the rings the ring was nice it'll be cool to see uh, to see how he fits that in, and like, will he be walking down the street wearing the flash ring, and someone's gonna be like, "Hey, why is that guy wearing a flash ring?" And uh, all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, I bet that guy's the flasher." <laughs> you know, they're, are they gonna have any like in- interesting situations like that? Who knows? But uh, overall, I I think it's I think it's pretty good. Interesting, yeah. All
1: right, uh, l- let's address this because I'm not sure that we ever actually address this on air. um So over the the hiatus, over the break. There were a lot of leaks of what the flash costume was going to look like, and there was also a lot of commentary about it. Uh Bell, as yes, you mentioned this um the first images that came out were not you know they, they were not what you would kind of consider to be the you know official promo images every single season, and in fact, for several episodes, there' are specific artwork that is created utilizing a lot of the costumes and the special effects and all that kind of good stuff uh, that that really kind of hype up. The, the imagery and the um, comic bookiness of the, uh, of the show. However, when some of these shots come in and they're just like, you know, guy on the road, they don't always look the best. And yeah. on top of that, there was a lot of, criticism of the way that Grant not just looked in the costume but filled out the costume so there was kind of a lot of it was it was I will say it like this it was some very weird criticism that people were throwing at Barry or rather they were throwing at Grant uh and his ability to wear the costume and the way that the costume just looked in general now I will say this after seeing the costume in action when you get accustomed to a certain look it's always difficult to switch to a new look like that's just always going to be the case I'll give an example. Over on Arrow, I want to say like three seasons ago, they switched his look to be, I guess, more comic booky, and I hated it. Like, I was just like, oh, no, you were going with kind of the rustic thing, and I liked the rustic thing. Like, the new look just never really worked for me. And with this one in particular, I get what they're doing, and I almost kind of wish that this had been the look from the get-go so that I would be accustomed to it, because at the moment, I'm not yet used to it. And I'm really? not saying I won't be, but, yeah... I know it sounds crazy, right? Like, his costume, for the most part, has been, like, leather and pads, which is not the Flash at all, whereas this one is much more of a runner suit. Like, this one feels like what the Flash should wear. But I think I've just gotten so visually, like, comfortable with what we've gotten before it's just going to take me some adjustment. I'm not saying I hate it. That's not the case at all. And in fact, I actually really appreciate the fact that we are getting closer to that suit that he's supposed to wear when he disappears into the uh, the red oblivion in the midst of the crisis in, in the next six years or so. So, you know, one way or the other, I like the direction it's going in. It's just going to take me a little getting used to. But I do love the fact that it comes in into a ring. And uh, yeah, overall,
0: I'm, I'm I can dig it. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. It wasn't that much of a shock to me. Uh, I, I see where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from, but uh, I think maybe I've just been waiting, like you said, for the either the crisis suit or like a more comic booky kind of like skin tight sort of thing. And uh, we're definitely moving in that direction. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. All right,
1: man. So Wally is uh, in this episode. Of course, we saw him at the very tail end of last season. He's sticking around. I love the fact, by the way, it made me so happy that Wally actually stuck around for this episode as opposed to like peacing out like oh like when he said i'm gonna go check with legends i was like no wally we barely knew (laughs) you like like, come back and the fact that not only did he actually go check with legends and and then actually come back and played a pretty pivotal role like i was digging it man i was like man i miss wally like i really miss wally and he works so well in the family dynamic with the way the family's expanding as well
0: oh and that team up bro that team up yeah (laughs) oh yeah like that like you know because at first i was like uh you know because i've been watching legends and so like i've been getting my my fill of uh my fill of wally so it's like i didn't miss wally per se until the team up scene and i was like i miss wally on the flash i don't miss wally the character because i've been watching legends but i miss wally on the flash he just it yeah it was just mm, it was nice and uh (laughs) I don't I don't know how long he's gonna stay.
1: No, I know. I, I don't think he's staying on legends either. I hate to break it to you, but
0: Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a sad season. It's for it's for Wally weird. fans. It's weird
1: how Joe kind of sent him off at the end of the episode too, as if he's gotta go finish something. Um I really he's not gonna die, is he?
0: no 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 I mean like basically what it what it feels like it's gonna be you know in uh in legends he was kind of trying to find himself and uh figure out you know it's almost like a parallel of of uh of the actor's life of, of Keenan's life you know because because he uh has has been on like a personal journey in the last several years and and so he's kind of trying to figure out himself and they kind of wrote that into his character which i think is really really neat that's fine uh, for
1: legends but like for flash I kind of want like continuity I want like alignment with the, the comic book character you know what i mean like legends plays fast and loose with the continuity and that's that's perfectly fine like i i i actually about i mean i've mentioned this on the show before but like i've I found i've found my appreciation for legends in fact over the the hiatus i ended up catching up on a lot of the uh the old legends episodes and i think i'm i think i might be fully caught up i might be a few episodes by the uh, to the end of last season, I haven't I haven't seen Bebo fight the dragon yet. I still need to see that.
0: Oh man, what are you doing?
1: I know, uh, but I will say that like I, I found it like I got it. I was like this is this is stupid and I love it. Like that that's that's what Legends is supposed to be to some extent. It's it's supposed to be this like glorious like mess. But like with Flash, it's a little bit different. Like I don't want this to be stupid, and but I love it. Like to some extent, they kind of dabbled with that last season. This season, I'm, I really want to get back true to form. Like I want some in depth. You know, I want I want time travel. I want some arcs from the comics. I want villains from the comics. I want characters from the comics. Like I, I really want to get back to the source material. Yes, in new and interesting ways, as DC TV has always done. Um, but you know, I I mean we've said it before, man. We grew up with Wally. Wally was our Flash growing up, and so I kind of want to see more of like that Wally influencing who this Wally is, and I really want him back. Like, this episode really made me want him back.
0: Sure, and I agree. But the thing is, he's not coming back. So... I know. I know it's sad, but that, that and that's why I'm happy. They kind of, you know, they, they made it to this, this sort of personal journey for Wally to find out who he is as a hero. But I, it ties into the actor's uh, life as well. And I think that's, that's you know, respectful to him and it's respectful to to Wally. Yeah, it's unfortunate we're not going to be able to see him more, but I, I think it's, you know, it's it's a decent send off. I mean, at least they're not killing him. So there is a potential oh there in the future. Yeah, it is what it is. And, and you know, he, he doesn't want to do the role any, anymore anymore. And they got to find a way to get to, to move him on. And so I think, you know, him having a little personal journey for a couple of years or whatever until he either wants to come back or, you know, they pay him a, a boatload of money. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, like draw, he, they got to drop a chunk of change to get him back, especially, you know, at some point we know that, I mean, I guess we don't know, but we we know that Bart's going to be coming into the series at some point. And so like when we get that Bart, you know, Barry, Jay, we need to have that Wally. We need to have those four flashes come together in a big way that's just like that's just it's there you got to make it happen so whatever that'd be so shway dude it would be totally shway um anyway so one way or the other Uh, i do like the fact that wally does address the uh time travel issue like the fact that oh or barry even says like oh hey if we can't you know if we can't run her back let's just give her a, a ride on the wave rider um yeah and so like that that's like oh yeah that's that should be obvious. Like, that should have been obvious for, like, you know, three or four villains back, right? Like, like when uh, Abracadabra was here, that should have been a, a concept we we explore, explored with. And this is what I'm talking about, man. I, I know you don't necessarily like the, the way they uh, chose to focus in on some time travel rules, like the Legends time travel rules versus what they've kind of come to establish as the main Flash time travel rules. But I love the fact that they at least address the fact that, oh, yeah, we know a guy with a spaceship. In fact, here's one of the dudes that rolls around in that spaceship like this or a time ship rather. Like, yeah, that's good. They yeah. It. Y-
0: yeah. You can't sit there and then like, you know, have these crossover episodes and then immediately forget about those other characters, especially ones that travel through time. And when Barry. Does time travel stuff, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, man. All right. So, uh, we do get to see drunk Cisco in this. Uh, in fact, Cisco remains, uh, uh drunk for most of the episode. Was he drunk or hungover? Was he hung over? I thought he was still drunk.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, it, yeah, it, you know, it, it, that, that's the thing about, you know, drinking, especially being from someone who just came back from Oktoberfest. Right. You have to keep drinking or the collective hangover will kill you. <laughs> so, uh, it, it could have been that, you know, he woke up hungover and just continued to drink champagne. It is it is possible. I did like when he was hungover that he was using using his vibe glasses to hide out the. Sun. Oh yeah. <laughs> like he, he, you think he's over here vibing? He's like, no, the light. <laughs> he's like, oh, those lights are so bad. And like, you know, <laughs> Ralph comes in with the with the whiteboard. He's like, oh, loud. <laughs> Man,
1: don't drink and vibe needs to be a uh, needs to be a bumper sticker. That was just beautiful. Yes. yes. Uh, for a minute there, I thought he was actually like like checking out Nora, which I was like, dude, dude. She's like, not even born yet, dude. But then I thought maybe uh, yeah. he's just
0: drunk. See, well, I, I you know, there are some ethical quandaries about that, are there? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, yeah, she's from the future, but it, so it, if someone from the future came back and they're your age, uh-huh, and they're like, your friend's daughter. Yeah, it ain't happening. It ain't
1: happening. Hard pass. Absolutely I mean, not, man, no, that's
0: wrong what's a little what's a little time travel love man <laughs> Come on, cisco cisco got his heart ripped uh-huh, out by jim's uh-huh. last episode or last season so
1: future girls need love too
0: is that what you're saying you know may, maybe oh man
1: no, no 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 i i just that seems so wrong like i was, I was kind of like oh barry and Iris, y'all need to shut this down
0: immediately <laughs> like don't i mean i could see them shutting it down just because it's their daughter but not just because she's from the future no it's it's because i i agree it's because she's their daughter. <laughs> that is absolutely what I'm saying. But like Cisco's a good guy though. Like why would you not want your daughter to date
1: Cisco? Well, at the moment he's wasted and using his vibe glasses to blot out the sun. But sure. Although I will say this, it's very possible that Cisco is not alive in the future. Um, you know, you already referenced the fact that Cisco's not responsible for creating the flash ring. That was actually Ryan Choi. Uh, for those that are not aware, that's actually uh, a future version of the Atom or, or I guess uh, another Atom. From the comics he's actually for those that have played the injustice video game he's actually the the atom that's featured there so the notion i've always kind of wondered about this with the concept of ray palmer being with the legends and the idea that you know he's part of the legends because he doesn't exist in the future and he has no legacy um i like the idea that maybe ray palmer doesn't have a legacy but the atom still does in the form of ryan choi
0: yeah, you know, like, like like it's a mantle being passed down. So, like it doesn't matter that Ray Palmer was the atom. The atom is what matters. That's interesting,
1: yeah. so we'll we'll see what ends up happening there. I, i'm I'm hoping that this is kind of a tease for perhaps him coming into play in the future. um, for one thing, we've already got that special effect with the the atom special effects., uh, and yeah. so I think that there could be a lot of fun there. But I do think that his the you know the reference to to his coming in and creating gadgets does almost kind of bode poorly for Cisco. You know, obviously, when Nora was going around and meeting the team, you didn't get the sense that like she knows them in the future. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that she really knows them in the future. I think she knows of them from the well, stories, but I don't yeah. Think she knows them.
0: I mean, she says like, "Well, I know all of you. You know, you're Ralph, you're Cisco, you're Caitlin. You know, Papa Joe." um mama cecile like uh, so
1: (laughs) side note side note side note still still cecile still has her powers so just on side note that was only mentioned like it was a blinking you meant to comment so we're not going to dive into it on this episode but she still has her powers anyway keep yeah which which
0: which is interesting we'll see what see what that happens you know with that but uh but then again you know on the same token she didn't know her dad but she knows an awful lot about him through the flash museum so it could be a similar kind of thing uh, maybe all of them are dead in the future, except for Iris. Um, who knows? But uh but, yeah, you know, you're right. It, it could be that, that they that Cisco's not there. Uh, it could be that perhaps she does know them. Um, I not enough not enough there to really go on that. no um,
1: she does um, you know, of course, she does uh, mention, you know, Papa Joe. I love the fact that she calls him Papa Joe. Uh, that, yeah, that's awesome. I want to be Papa I want to be Papa Bo. if my if my grandchildren are listening in the future. I, I want to be Papa Bo.
0: That that'd be great. What uh, if I told you that I am your grandchild from the future?
1: I, then I would like you to start calling me Papa Bo. All right, Papa Bo. I love it. I, <laughs> I'm 100 percent on board with this. Uh, no, it's great. We've been calling him Papa Joe since the uh, the beginning of the show, so it's ah uh, it's nice to see that that carries over to uh, to an affectionate name from his granddaughter. Uh, Papa Joe,
0: uh, chilling out in the loft. Pretty epic loft up in the uh, in Star Labs. Yeah, that no one has ever told me about or anyone else about in the entirety of this freaking show. Well, remember, like, for the longest time, we were trying to figure out where Barry was living. You remember? Like, we're
1: like, is he living up in the loft? Or was it Eobard? There was somebody that we were trying to figure out, like, where they lived. I guess it wasn't Barry, because Barry was living with Joe.
0: No, wasn't it Cisco? Like, we, maybe, that's right,
1: because when we saw Cisco's house, it was like, this is an epic place. Like, he had a pretty sweet deal.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's 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 cool. We have a new set. I, I think that's neat. But like it's so weird. OK, so two things are weird about that. One, there's this entire place that we didn't know about. And two, it's been five years and they still haven't repaired the roof on the freaking, uh, you know, on know. Uh, Star Lab Center.
1: They use the uh, misleading establishment shot, too, because there's there's a couple of different. I think there's there's two, maybe three establishing shots of the above head Star Labs uh, uh, you know, facility and one of them angles things so it looks like it's actually repaired, but in in actuality, it's not repaired and the holes are just not as like chunked out uh, from that angle. And so that's the one they use this time. I was actually about to go on Twitter and be like, they fixed,
0: no. (laughs) i think i did the same thing i think it's like did they really fit nope nope they didn't fix it never mind definitely did not um all right so
1: gotta gotta talk about this man of course ultimately you know the the big reveal is that barry is in fact dead uh that nora ultimately came back in time so that she can spend some time with her father there may be some other things at play which we may learn about over the course of the season but for now she uh she intentionally went back so that she could see him and and spend some time with him because she never had that as a child. Or at least that's the story that she's telling us now. Now, one thing is for sure, I do believe that she is who she is saying that she is. There's been some different theories and speculation that perhaps, you know, oh, she's either not really Nora or she's evil. I don't think that's the case at all. I, I fully believe that not only is she Nora, but she's also good. And I love the fact that we got a chance to see Barry teaching her and training her in a very like intimate and and honestly just emotional moments on the plane when they're phasing he starts quoting back to her the lines that eobard told him when he was first feeling the speed force and man like i got choked up the fact that they would go back and actually use that footage of eobard saying it to him in like the very first season it was it was powerful man and i mean like in my head my head is saying like that is his like that is his villain like that is his top tier super villain Who manipulated him and, 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 you know, created this parental relationship with him, but essentially abused him, at least psychologically, in that process, and now he's utilizing that language to, like, you know, build this stronger relationship with his daughter, and I'm not saying I cried, because I'm not saying I cried, but I mean, it was... (laughs) It was emotional. It's like, like so liquid emotional. came out of my eyes. It was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I look, I've, I've, I've admitted to crying on this, this, uh, at the, the, this show before, but I mean like it was, it did. It choked me up. That is absolutely true.
0: I definitely got goosebumps. For sure. It's
1: complex, man. There's so many complex emotions that are going on between, you know, it, I guess in Barry in that moment, like with, with Nora, she's getting what she has always wanted, right? She's wanted that, that parental figure that the, for Barry to be there, to help her, to, to teach her and, and not just be, this this ghost that existed, or this kind of you know uh, hero that died when she was so young, and and you know for for Barry, he's getting to do this. He's getting to train her in something in the first for the first time, speaking to kind of what his hopes and dreams were for his family, but he's also getting to kind of have to reconcile with the fact that like you know this parental figure that that abused him and that he has kind of these these complex relationships with. Like, he has to almost kind of mine out the diamonds in the rough of that relationship to be able to pass on without passing on the, you know, the the evil that comes with it. I don't know. The complexity there really spoke to me. And that's yeah. all I guess I'll say about that at the moment.
0: <laughs> but I, really- I wouldn't be surprised if we find out at some point that, like, when Barry and Eobard first met before Eobard, you know, turns evil, goes crazy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe Barry told him that. Wouldn't that be like a crazy full circle thing?
1: Interesting. You know, it, it would be interesting too. You know, we've seen Nora popping. We we don't know if Nora has been in the present since the wedding or if she's kind of jumped around a little bit. Um, You know, the, the idea that she was using these tachyons to keep herself in the present uh, seems to be more of a choice that she did this episode as opposed to what she's been doing this entire time. It's very possible, especially with Iris making reference to the fact that Barry went back uh, to season one in order to get some, you know, some training from some uh, extra training from Eobard. What if at some point Nora actually did the same thing, maybe in her personal timeline and her, in her personal past, she actually had some sort of like going back and, and confronting Eobard during season one. Um, just a thought. I don't know, just putting it out there. Uh, you know, I guess a couple of other things we need to put out there before we jump into anything too speculative. Uh, of course, we got some other name drops in this episode as well. Lightning Lad, uh, who's Garth uh, Garth Rands from the comics. He's part of the uh, Legion of Superheroes. Uh, it's not, you know, he's he's actually appeared in both animated and live action form before. And so who knows, we may see him and the, uh, the Legion in the future. We also got a nod to Mob Rule. It was a very kind of a uh, throwaway line, and it's good for a pretty much throwaway villain. Mob Rule was pretty much a <laughs> forgettable villain from less than a decade ago. He can regrow grow his limbs. I think he was only used in one story. He may have been used in two. But one way or the other, he's not exactly, you know, he, he's not a, a top tier villain. So kind of kind of a throwaway. But given the fact that we have somebody from the future mentioning his name, likely he will be a villain this season, if not the next and that's going to bring us to talking a little bit about the future which of course will bring us to
0: speedster speculation
1: all right man so there's so many things to talk about and yes obviously cicada is going to be part of this speculation but before we talk about cicada i really want to talk about and because this kind of plays into cicada negative tachyon's belt I need to have some understanding from somebody who is an expert in the Legion because obviously are not the Legion, but the uh, legends, because obviously this is a Wally explanation as to what's going on. She confirms that of course she is using negative tachyons to kind of keep her out of the speed force. Have has this concept of negative tachyons? Has that come up in legends
0: of tomorrow before? I don't think so. Um, but I, I, I don't think so. I don't think it has for sure but it would make more sense to me if they called them like negative tachyons or, or sorry, anti-tachyons as opposed to negative tachyons. Uh, because maybe they're going for like negative speed force. I don't know, but yeah, it's not something that I'm, that I'm familiar with. But then again, uh, legends is so ridiculous that a lot of times, you know, the the little intricacies about episodes are lost by giant fluffy. Pull, you know, teddy bear things, fighting demons. So, (laughs) I, I don't recall it for sure, uh, but I mean, it, it sounds like something that you know they have like a tachyon drive or whatever. So I mean, it—it—it's it, not a it, lot of it lore sounds, around. It yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it makes sense. It, you know, it, it sounds in in universe, right? It makes sense. So, okay, all yeah. right.
1: So here's the thing: we 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 saw in this episode, we saw a flashback to Eobard. We heard Iris talk specifically about Barry going back to Eobard. We saw um, the apparatus that was originally used by Eobard, although converted later so that Barry could use it to, um, you know, jump jump Earths uh and then at the very tail end of this episode we see cicada pop up um and kill the villain kill uh um uh crossroads shoot i'm blanking on on his name gridlock gridlock thank you uh and kill gridlock uh and we see coming off of his dagger bell we see red lightning which has only ever up until this point been connected specifically to eobard who we know, or at least from the comics is connected to the negative speed force. So I'm wondering, Bell, this is my speculation. It are negative tachyons is the idea here that that is also somehow connected to, to the negative speed force. Are, are the negative are the tachyons that she's using and the blade and Eobard all connected in a way to this concept of the negative speed force?
0: I think so. I think, like I said earlier, a tachyon, because, you know, particles, it's a particle and an antiparticle, right? Like, that's that's yep. in physics what it is. And and this was a specific choice, I feel, to call them negative tachyons as opposed to anti-tachyons. Right, right? Yeah, so it, it seems to be like a deliberate act to kind of link those things together. The red lightning, like you said, only being uh, used in, in previous incidences to, to mark the negative speed force. The fact that they called them negative tachyons. Uh, yeah, it, it feels like uh, they didn't want to go for, like... Uh, you know, uh, particle-antiparticle relationship. A- instead, they went for you know a speed force-negative speed force kind of relationship there, and so it seems intentional. It really does, and so I, I, I it sounds like these things kind of may have to be linked. Just just by the, the verbiage that they're using. There.
1: You know, it's interesting because even even the very concept of the negative speed force is one that I think fans have ascribed to what's going on in a lot of aspects of various storylines and characters that we've seen throughout the series. But it's not one that this series has really delved into. I mean, it's a concept from the comics, but it hasn't really been explored on the television series. So I'm wondering if this is kind of the beginning. Like are they are they laying out kind of Easter eggs to tie something in later, or is it more of like a nod to the fans? Because to me, the very the very nature of, you know, negative tachyons not allowing her entry into the speed force. Like, that, that's negative speed force to me. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that is is the very definition of your passport not checking out, right? Because you, you are tied right now in, in, you know, your connection right now is to the negative spe- speed force. Ergo, you cannot act- actively exist in the speed force. It's a, you know, it, it, would, it would blow up the universe or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense because, you know, I'm sure reverse flash travels through the negative speed force in the same way that Barry travels through the speed force. And so for her to have those negative tachyons, uh, whereas Barry probably has just regular tachyons, uh, yeah, it wouldn't allow her entry into that. And, yeah. and obviously, that that was something that she—it's not like there's no uh, uh, nefarious things with uh, with Nora because she manufactured those those uh, uh, negative tachyons. So, and, and in an attempt to keep her there, so like you know we were talking about earlier, I, I think she is who she says she is. There's nothing like you know nefarious or bad about her. She's using that because she knows that she can't go into the speed force with the negative uh the negative tachyon. So yeah, there there's gotta be kind of a link there to uh, to that negative speed force. I, uh, I I agree completely. I mean the other thing too is it ties into
1: the the nature of the lightning, right? Like with um you know Cicada utilizing, you know, with that dagger popping out with with the the red lightning that's popping off of it. I mean to me this seems to indicate if not I I I don't think it'll be a connection to Eobard. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's a connection to Eobard. I think it's a connection to the negative speed force. Now arguably that is a connection to Eobard. However, I'm I'm kind of hopeful that this season maybe explores that concept a little bit. And um, you know, because if it does, it could lead up to a big reveal of Eobard coming back at the, you know, very conclusion of the season or maybe setting him up as a big bad in the next season. Um, that's that's what I'm hoping. That's that's my major speculation for this episode. Beyond that, man, cicada. You know, we we didn't get much of them other than just kind of coming in and uh, slashing left and right. Uh, for those that tuned in for our, I want to say, San Diego Comic Con episode, we kind of went into cicada and what an active cicada actually is. For those of us who live in this uh, part of the country that <laughs> Bell and I find ourselves in, uh, we we know what cicadas are, and uh, I love actually the fact that the soundtrack, the theme for cicada, was kind of a to some extent, reference of the actual, uh, the insect and the, the noise that you hear during cicada season. And so kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
1: We'll see what ends up happening with that villain. Um, we don't know much yet and yeah, that's, that's, that's the speculation for this week, but we want to hear your speculation. So let us know on the Facebooks and the Twitters and uh, yeah. Where do you think this whole negative speed force is going or is it even going anywhere? Are we just reaching into the ether and pulling nothing back? Possibly. Let us know your thoughts. Ah! Hey, this is Patrick Sabongi and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. That's the sound of the (laughs) police. All right, man. Listener feedback this week. I want to start off. I actually want to bump this up to the top because we we've made a grave error during this uh, this episode. We've talked about a lot of different uh, characters as we are want to do on this podcast. But uh, Alicia Oritz writes in. She says, "Can we talk about Caitlin?" Uh, that she was born with her powers. And actually, Belle, you know, the funny thing is I, I I wanted to actually mention it near the top of the show that, uh, Caitlin, uh, my, my bit was going to be that, you know, Caitlin prominently featured in the previously on section, not much afterwards, (laughs) because we really didn't get a whole lot. We did get a confirmation that her father was, uh, a comic book character, um, that it does appear that in fact he is going to be, I hope this isn't a spoiler considering the, they said it, uh, he's essentially going to be icicle senior which is a, a um, oh man, I want to say a golden age character, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, but one way or the other, he, uh, they, in, in the comics, Caitlin does not have, or Killer Frost does not have a familiar relationship with uh, Icicle Sr., so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Could very well mean that she has a brother somewhere who might be Icicle Jr., uh, and so we might see an extension of that family uh, in the way that they, that rolls. But yeah, this notion that in fact that she had powers from birth. Any thoughts of that?
0: Uh, i think it's interesting so uh it's it's one of those things though where it kind of gives us more questions than answers uh because all of our metas that we've met thus far were created by the particle accelerator or uh dark matter releasing you know via the thinkers thing and and uh or, or channeling dark dark energy and stuff uh via the thinkers you know powers and whatnot so uh yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird. So like is she the first true meta human that we've seen on the show? I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say that her father is. And Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we hadn't seen her father. So. Oh, I see
1: what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but so this is my thing. It sounds like to me, given the the lineage that they're trying to give her or that they're kind of building into her character, that in fact, like this is gonna be something she literally inherited from her father. Uh, And so I'm thinking that whatever his story is, is kind of the explanation for how she got her powers, which I'm going to guess is completely separate from the particle accelerator. Um, Could be scientist, you know, some crazy science experiment of the like or who knows exactly what.
0: And I'll bet the episode where they explain it will be called Sins of the Father.
1: Ooh, that was a Marvel thing.
0: Well, it's it's a it's not it, it expands beyond comic books
1: right i know but that was like like spider-man sins of the father was like every single you know sins of the father part one through 23 was like all of an entire season of the
0: spider-man the animated series yeah well sure it's it a still good, makes a good episode name
1: it does it absolutely does bell what other uh feedback that we get uh, uh other thoughts on this episode from uh, from the twitter's
0: uh so we had uh christy mitchell wrote this premiere made me very happy i got chills during the plane scene with barry teaching nora how to phase and also when nora showed barry what happens in the future and omg the ring an interesting choice to dumb ralph down but it made me laugh so (laughs) did they did they dumb him down did they I, I i feel like i feel like they, they yes and no they, they made him the uh the, the like audience surrogate kind of thing if you've never seen the show yeah well at the same time he worked out all that stuff on his own which kind of makes him smart and we got to see his pi skills which which was good and I, 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 I meant to mention this earlier but uh with barry being back in the csi office i hope we get to see some like you know sherlock barry like we saw in season one yes. for, the, for the pilot like yes. that's it you know so Maybe we'll see some uh, some Sherlock Dibney or some uh, Sherlock Barry. Uh, at some point during the season, that would, uh, make me happy.
1: That absolutely needs to happen. I I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, yeah. Ralph was definitely tolerable this episode and, and honestly, I I didn't see him as dumber. I think he was so dumb last season that he seemed smarter to this episode by comparison. <laughs> Michael Joyner also, uh, on Twitter says the whole episode, while it hit on heavy things seemed more fun than some of the previous season. Uh, it has me looking forward to seeing the arc of Nora and how she becomes a team member. Uh, yes, I, she, she does have that kind of new recruit thing going, which I dig. Like she's, I feel like she's going to fill that role a lot better than characters have in previous seasons.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, again, going to be one of those things where we're going to see Barry mentor Nora in the way that we should have seen Barry mentor Wally.
1: Absolutely. I definitely, man, I felt that, especially during the plane sequence. Uh, Braden also tweeted in. What did Braden say?
0: Uh, Brayden said so wait a sec you're telling me that they made us uh, thinking nor did a catastrophic thing to the timeline for five months But it turns out she literally just went back in time to see her dad I, I get it, but it's kind of anticlimactic LMAO <laughs> All right, so
1: Braden, I mean I, I I never really got this like behind this idea that that she's done this huge Cataclysmic thing like I, I figured that she's probably done some messing with the timeline and I have a feeling that that's probably still true i think we're going to find out more about that as the season goes on and it may be that she's going to actively kind of create some issues along the way who, who knows exactly what that story is going to be but for well, me the pull was never about this like she's done this cataclysmic thing the pull was that i see i saw from the moment she stepped onto that wedding floor like i saw i saw that this is a daughter who is seeing her father that for potentially the first time and that being like the 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 heart of what her storyline was going to be so I've, I've always been on board for a Exactly what we got this episode. But I, for those that may have been more, you know, interested in maybe more of a time traveling cataclysmic event, I can understand where you may have felt a little let down. But for me, that was never an issue.
0: Well, I, I think a little perspective here because you know Barry is all about not screwing up the timeline because he did Flashpoint, right? He is so, so her- not about that. He's about saying not to do that, <laughs> but he is not all about <laughs> Right? The it's it's the whole dude, you know, do as I say, not what I do. Right? Exactly. Uh, but 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 still, though, you know, that you got to bear in mind that uh, to Nora, uh, what what you know, maybe she saw something in the Flash Museum about how time travel can do bad things. So to her, in her eyes, going back in time for something trivial, like seeing her dad could be a, a, a catastrophically bad thing in her eyes. That's
1: True. Yeah. I mean, well, I think we will definitely be learning more, uh, here soon. And you know, actually now that, now that she's back, hopefully we get the uh, cosmic treadmill. I know they've been doing the, the just kind of running around in circles, but I miss the cosmic treadmill. Yeah, me too. All right. And finally, man, we also have Matt tweet in, uh, he said, I definitely agree with, uh, the 8.5 out of 10. If we compare it to other flash season premieres, I'm so excited for this season. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was an excellent premiere. It was an excellent premiere. Possibly, I, I feel like every premiere, I, I say it's like, oh, this is my favorite premiere. But I did get that man, like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I admittedly, I know, as a dad, this does kind of like hit me in all of my my feels, right? Like this this is like checking all of the emotional boxes for me personally, and so I'm feeling this. And uh, and so for me, this was an outstanding outstanding entry into this new season i like the idea that we're going a little bit more character driven i like the idea that we're um you know hopefully taking a bit of a smarter approach to storytelling and utilizing some of the potential plot holes that have previously existed as an excuse to explore those plot holes or even address them within the continuity of the show uh if if that is something that we see sprinkled throughout this season that will make me a very
0: happy flash fan indeed bell any final thoughts on the episode uh yeah you know i agree with you i think it was good i liked uh this 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 intro to this new season overall uh the like you said the the continuity kind of things that they touched on with ralph and and the way that they addressed those was very smart and so i'm hoping that that's going to percolate through the rest of the season that we're going to see uh we're not going to have these kind of like you know Oh, that's just lazy writing, or that's bad writing—kind of, kind of scenarios where they back themselves into a corner and they have to get out of it somehow. So, uh, (laughs) I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Just this has given me a lot of hope for uh, for some very smart writing in the future, and uh, you know, time travel can be interesting, and it can also be a nightmare. So. uh, I, but but they've given me they give me a lot of faith uh, with this episode, so I I'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh, how they handle it. And uh, it looks like it's going to be a good season.
1: Man, look with uh, you know I'm I'm hoping at some point this season that maybe she looks around being like Where's McSnerdle? Like this could be this could be the <laughs> <I> season <guess. laughs> that we finally get McSnerdle. Hashtag Find McSnerdle is still out there, y'all y'all you know be sure to uh, to let the writers know as they're as they're going around and making these nods to observations from seasons past. And uh, if, if Bell and I suspect we, we probably way off here, but we suspect that we've got somebody, maybe it's just an intern that's in the the writer's room that listens to flash TV talk, find McSnerdle for us. We need that. We need that confirmation. We got PETA. We got PETA looking for McSnerdle. We got to make this happen. We need to know exactly where McSnerdle is. And maybe this is the season where it's going to happen. Bell, before we sign out, we did get Night iTunes reviews in from Rusty Owens. What did Rusty have to say?
0: uh rusty writes best flash podcast their knowledge of the flash and the mythology makes for a fun listening experience you can tell they really enjoy what they are doing absolutely yeah thank you rusty we we do we do enjoy what we do (laughs) It's a lot of
1: fun we love doing this podcast we love hanging out with y'all and we love being able to hang out with y'all live now on facebook live for those who have not checked it out facebook.com slash flash tv talk is the place to go so that you can uh, tune in live on Wednesday afternoons. That's right. Afternoons. This season, we're trying some new things. You know, last season for those that tuned in uh, or tried to tune in for the live show, y'all know everything was all over the map. Uh, We, we lacked consistency. The technology uh, rebelled against us constantly and it just was a mess. Well, Hopefully, this season will be a lot smoother. We got a whole new system. We are going to be broadcasting on Wednesdays after The Flash at 5 o'clock over at Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. We hope that you'll be able to join us. It's been awesome actually seeing uh, some of the folks commenting this episode. Uh, Shouts out to, uh, let's see, Elisa and Elizabeth and Timothy. And my scroller is not working all of a sudden. Chris. Uh, let's see, Shannon, we see y'all. Thank y'all so much, uh, for, for being here and joining us. Tony, seeing you too. Um, Eric, y'all are awesome. And, uh, so yeah, for, for those that want to be sure to head over to facebook.com slash flash TV talk, like the page show up on Wednesday afternoons and join us for flash TV talk live. All right, y'all. We want to let you know about what's going on too, uh, with some other good stuff that you can expect this season and, and on, on flash TV talk and beyond that. So first of all, panel to screen, Bell and I do a podcast or did a podcast called panel to screen that, uh, you know, it it, uh, it had its audience, it had its fans, <laughs> and um, we, uh, unfortunately... Hi, Mom. Yeah, yeah. Hi, <laughs> hi Bell's Mom. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, when when things got hacked last year, it, it resulted in the destruction of that old feed. Now, for those who, uh, who may have noticed, over the hiatus, we actually put out our panel-to-screen reviews on the Flash TV Talk feed, and honestly, that's gone pretty well. So the plan is to kind of give you some extra content throughout this season as well in the form of panel-to-screen kind of bonus episodes. So, for example... Venom just came out. We will be reviewing Venom in a panel to screen episode that will appear on your Flash TV Talk feed. For those of you that are supporting us on Patreon, don't worry. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to ding you for panel to screen or anything like that. Those of you who are supporting us, we know y'all are supporting us because of the Flash and Flash TV Talk and honestly, we need that support support to keep going. So for one thing, head over to Patreon.com slash Flash TV Talk or I'm sorry, head over to Patreon.com slash TV Talk to support the show uh, and know that you only get, um, you know, it only uh, charges you or it only... Uh, um, uh, hits you if, if we, uh, actually create an episode of flash TV talk, not panel to screen, but anyway, more panel to screen episodes coming as kind of bonus content for you. So hopefully y'all will be able to enjoy that as uh, these new comic book and, uh, and otherwise movies are coming out. I'm um, looking forward to talking venom with you, bell.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Also, I want to make
1: mention of one other thing. And, um, you know, I'm gonna have to kind of, to some extent, apologize for this because this is in no way like comic book or flash related. So if you, don't care about that. Skip ahead for like 30 seconds. Uh, and I, I, have no desire to get political on the show. We've always kept it a politics free podcast and, and that sort of thing. And, and we want to maintain that. want to encourage you to check out red flag. It's a podcast that is very near and dear to, uh, to our hearts and it's about our home state and specifically our home state's, uh, flag. So for those that are unaware, Mississippi is the last state in America to fly a Confederate, uh, battle flag, a Confederate image uh, of that nature, on its state flag. And there's been a lot of efforts to change that flag that have all failed. And so what we wanted to do was we wanted to kind of chronicle the history of the flag to kind of help explain... why the history is so problematic, or maybe why specifically there is such a desire to change the flag? Um, it's kind of a documentary series. It's an eight-part documentary series, and so I would just encourage you to check that out. Um, if you want to learn more, you can go to RedFlagPod.com, and uh, yeah, it's more of a personal request. Again, it has nothing to do with Flash or or comic books or anything like that. It's specifically about a flag and about an issue that's near and dear to our hearts as Mississippians. So again, that's RedFlagPod.com. All right. You can also keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk. Or you can follow our personal accounts as well. I'm at The Real Bo York, and bell is
0: at Ring That Bell. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at Flash at Podesterry.com. That's P O D A S T E R Y.com. And for the latest news, daily discussions, and of course, now the live show, follow us at Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk and as always special thanks to Charlie Bach who provides our awesome music you can listen to the rest of his cool stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach and as
1: always we are part of the DC TV talk network very proud to be had a great meetup actually of DC TV uh, talk podcasters and just TV talk podcasters in general and in, uh, gosh that was uh, in, in Atlanta at Dragon Con this year amazing stuff uh, I'll have to share that with y'all maybe next episode but um, really great to see a lot of uh, fans and, and get to connect with uh, listeners while, while out there and Uh, Also see Derek and Frank and and some of the the good folks that helped make some great TV talk podcasts. So uh, more on that next episode, but until next time, guys, we'll be back in a flash.